from Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram, episode 35. Episode 35 from Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. I'm Matthew, joined here by my faithful co-host, Hiram. We literally just raced over, raced over, raced from the movie theater. We just watched Kingsman. (laughs) (laughs) Psych! Can you guess what movie we just watched? Uh, I'm going to say Spider-Man No Way Anal. Oh, we saw two different movies. Did we? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were watching the same movie. Who's was that in the popcorn then? Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, when this airs, it'll be Wednesday the 23rd. 22nd. Or 22nd, yeah. Uh, so uh, you still haven't watched it? Spider-Man No Way Home. Spoiler warning. We're going to spoil it. A lot of it. So uh, get ready for it. Yeah, now you know. So let's start off with right from the beginning. Where it jumps off. Well, I just I just want to say the movie was spoiled for me. Big parts of it. Uh, that sucked. I'm sorry about that. And so I already had a lot of pre <clears throat> pre existing uh, uh, presumptions, knowledge. knowledge, presumption, yeah, of what was going to happen. I, I had a <clears throat> I had a lot of out of context uh, knowledge. That, okay. So I had. I had my own bias and presumptions already. Uh, I hate when that happens. Even with knowing what I know, mm-hmm. even when I seen something happen that I already knew what was happening, mm-hmm. that didn't take away the the power from the punch at all. No, it's it was still fucking phenomenal. That's good. I'm glad that you enjoyed it because I I I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's not. It's it's not end game status, but it's it's definitely up there in the uh in the MCU movies top top three probably, I would say. Uh definitely top five. Uh it was fucking phenomenal. John Watts did a phenomenal job directing it. I don't uh, know. This this might be like the best one for me. Mm, yeah. Uh, I, I uh I end game is just it's just too good. That that end scene in Endgame is everything that you've ever wanted out of an MCU movie. I don't know. This movie had a lot of things that are all I ever wanted. Yeah, but did it have Captain America picking up Mjolnir? Uh, did it have Mjolnir? Mjolnir. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Neither one of us is saying it correctly. I would, no. I, I was I was saying it like Darcy says it. Yeah. Mjolnir. 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 Uh, 
That's right. She does say it like that. Uh, I, I look. This movie was great. I mean, it really was. It was. It was phenomenal. Uh, from the start of the movie, how they did it, they gave you the storyline. You know, you got you got jumped into it. You're picking up basically right where uh, uh, Far From Home ends, uh, and they did a really. I mean, they did a really phenomenal job bringing all of all of that kind of real fast to the front giving it to you at the beginning of the story and then everything kind of jumps off from there as far as where the story is going to go this is one of the few times that it's felt good to me when um like you just it just gives it to you like that and it runs with it right and you have to understand understand how things stand already right and this is one of the few times that that was done really well and that, like, you weren't, like, uh, like looking back confused, like, what the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, that never happened once. As long me. as you knew what happened at the end of uh, Far From Home, you knew what was going to happen. You know, you knew where the movie was starting off from. And it really felt like a continuation from the last movie to this one. Um, they did a really good job of doing that and then doing a time span even within that, right? And it was quick. And they, they, it was quick, it was funny, it was very friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. The only thing that fell flat for me in the beginning and in the movie particular was May. Really? Yeah, like, I, I liked her previously. Like, I, I never had a... I um, felt like uh, for the first time, Happy felt flat to me. Yeah, it was her and Happy. Yeah, uh, that, uh, her like, not so much. I, at least, I, I, anytime that she's on screen, I just think she's so hot that, like... It's well, okay for her. Well, to be I mean, there. like, I because I completely forgot in two that they had like a little thing going on. Yeah, I, I mean, and so then when when they were when they were breaking up, it was just like it was something I was not really caring about, right? Um, I guess that's something I was, just, you know, like they were reminding you that right. they that they were like about to go out, and then all they were broken up. I mean, she obviously played like a a, a meaningful part in the movie, like. uh Convincing him to help Norman Osborn. Well, don't wait, 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 wait. We already wait. said we're gonna spoil it. I know, but let's not jump there, right? Like, no, but I, but like Happy was just he was there a couple times. Yeah, and it was, it was it 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 is it, it, what it, I'm it, glad that they didn't do was that they didn't spend too much time on that. But maybe, like they, but they maybe maybe that's why they kind of fell flat. Maybe, but at least they didn't spend too much time on that cuz uh, there was just so much other stuff that was way right. more important that needed to be shown. Um you know, the relationship with him and MJ actually for the first time in this movie felt like they were in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. The first one they're clearly not in a relationship. He just likes her. He's obsessed with her. That they don't even remotely hook up. Um, the second one is at the end, she kind of figures it out. Right. Um, and then this one really, you know, the beginning of this movie helped solidify. I don't know that if it's a real romance. Cause Thomas and Daya got together in, R in R real life. R.I.L. But so like, don't ever fucking their actual words. <laughs> IRL. No, not letters, words in real life. <laughs> it's okay. Speak. Code. Okay. Boomer. All right. Thank you. But, um, uh, fuck you was I saying uh -huh. they, they got together in real life oh so yeah so I don't know how much of this was like actually acting like they probably really care for each other like that but it it really came across on the screen oh yeah no definitely helped it definitely helped uh 
you know, I, that, that, again, that opening sequence, the, the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie, not even really, I mean, maybe it is 20 minutes of the movie, kind of sets it up, and then Doc Ock shows up, right? Uh, well, they do the, he goes to see Strange. It was weird. The only thing I didn't like about Strange was I could tell that it was a hairpiece that he was wearing. And, and it really? wasn't. Yeah, I could tell it was a hairpiece. You could see it in the lines in his hair. It wasn't his actual hair. Why? Because you have a hairpiece? Like, you know yeah, what it I do. Like? I do. I know. I have a hairpiece, and that's exactly. I use Bosley. It's my real hair. Okay? Just take it from somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so. It was. It, it, it was. It was. Um, it was cool to see that. Right? in 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 a spider-man movie i like that that was that was dope having wong there um strange being strange doing what strange does when he's not supposed to do <laughs> uh benedict cumber camber uh, cumberbatch benedict cumberbatch is just always so good though man even in this role like i mean he was on screen what maybe 15 minutes at tops right seemed, seemed like more you think so i i, I think it was edited properly uh, to make it seem like more uh but you know he was still really good in this one as well uh he's got that character down that's for sure well speaking of character so the biggest thing that sets apart the uh mcu spider-man tom holland spider-man mm-hmm. from the other two on-screen spider-mans uh is that he's part of a larger universe and his story is very much um I was I was gonna say uh, affected by, but at times it's really overshadowed, overshadowed by the Avengers, especially Tony Stark and the larger universe, right? Because that's how we're introduced uh, to him. That was a uh, you know definitely a decision they made early on. They were like these guys have seen uh, two spider bites and. Right, the audience doesn't want to see that. Like, again. we're not gonna go through this again. <laughs> like, he's already Spider Man. This is where we're at with it. We're gonna pick it up with right. him from here. And um, so in that respect, um, the the MCU Spider Man story is uh is definitely different, right? Than the original Spider uh, Raimi Spider Man trilogy. And uh, from the Amazing Spider-Man. Well, and 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 I love how the movie doesn't shy away from that either. When yeah, they, when they finally get introduced, Garfield Spider-Man is still Garfield <laughs> Spider-Man, right? He's just a little older. Toby was, I mean, Toby was significantly older. Like that's the Spider-Man movie I kind of want to watch now. You know, uh, is the old. But I've been pushing for that movie for a long time. Is I, I want Spider-Man like twenty years in. I want to see what that story looks like. You know, uh, but this movie just did a phenomenal job all the way around with the storytelling and introducing the characters. And I think you said it best in the car. Um, you know, they gave us so much. Yeah, you know, they they and, and they did a really good job of balancing everything that they gave you. Um, Jamie Foxx, man, was hilarious. Yeah. Had, Wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was great. I don't want to talk about him later. Okay um and you know kind of the way they bring everybody together every single person was like at their fullest yes yes and at their fullest mcu because they were even funny like even the bad guys were funny you know what i'm saying like um uh dr connors you know was funny when he was a lizard um 
uh, Doc Ock was funny. Like it, it, it was funny over. Like there were but perfect. They, they, they were able to do that with the film without making it off-putting. Yes, and without Not making it seem out of place. Too whimsical. <laughs> but yeah, so like the Spider-Man story in the MCU, um, like obviously, it's been you know the bar's been set high. Like the the whole, you know, Spider-Man has a long history. And he's been reinvented several times over. Yeah, and then, and so this this him putting him in the in the uh shit in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a a lot of original um origin stories had to be developed, like the Vulture, right? Yeah, and you mean like villain? Origin stories, yeah, like in terms of um, okay, like this is the character, but how does it how does it make sense here in the MCU? Gotcha. So in the in the aftermath of the attack on New York, and you, and that's how they right. worked that out. Yeah. So um, with that being said, um, this movie uh really took that. I think, and ran with it and scored a fucking touchdown because the the way they left him. So the previous movie was, and this what this is why I say it was like overshadowed by Stark, right? Because it it was just about those glasses and the drones, right? Okay, right. And so this movie they left him like. Mysterio uh, laid his identity bare for the world. Right. Just left him ass out. <laughs> and booty up in there. And then I think you I think you said this in the car too. Where um So like this is a place he's been before in the comics, mm-hmm. but in a totally different way. Cause during the Civil War arc, he had revealed his I- identity to the world. Right. You remember that? Yeah. Which is also that was also under the influence of Tony Stark. Correct. But it was in a totally different context and a way more grown up Peter Parker. Way more grown up Peter Parker. So it's really fun to see uh how a teenager would respond to that. Yeah, like the same arcs, <laughs> but completely rebooted. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Well, it's, it's still still playing with kind of the same story, right? But telling it in a different way. It's, it's yeah, like it's like looking at it through a new lens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this is where we want to kind of go emotionally, and this is where we already went. Let's not go that way, but let's get to that same spot, right? Uh, yep. it, it was it was very well done by them. the The whole story arc with him has been very well done by Marvel. I mean, very well done by Marvel. And like Spider Man's a character that's all about heart, right. and if you mess that up, it's gonna feel off no matter what, no matter how good it looks. And this movie, like you really, you really felt it. You, that's true. This movie does make you like Spider Man does have a lot of heart in this movie. That's an excellent point, and all three of them do, right? Like all three of them bring it to the table on this one, right? You know, because you get, you get like that kind of. Where they where they're talking to him about, you know, like, 
I don't pull punches anymore. At one point, I stopped pulling punches, right? I became vengeful or, or rageful. Yeah, better and rageful, better. Yeah, you know, um, and, and again, the Spider-Man I'd like to see, but we're probably not going to get that. Um, but they didn't want him to go down that same path, right? That they, they, you know, he was trying to get him. He was trying to get him to realize that, it, you know, he's better than that. Um, and then Toby telling him that he killed that guy. He should have also told him that that wasn't the real guy and that the real guy is the Sandman, dude. By the way, I want to talk about the fact that that guy was in the Statue of Liberty when Electro just shot like 10,000 million volts of electricity through the thing and the guy is somehow survived. I don't understand that, but okay. He's Sandman. <laughs> I don't understand that. He wasn't Sandman anymore. He was a regular dude. He got transformed. That's when they poop. Gave well, him a little. He, he might not be fully regular. Oh, might be irregular. A, a, a regular Sandman. I'm, I'm, I'm a regular sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we know. Um, the Yo, so fight scenes were spectacular. The fight scene with Doctor Strange was so fucking cool. So fucking cool. So fucking cool. I mean, like every single fight scene was top of the line every single one i mean was fucking creative and extravagantly brilliant yeah when the the way when he fought with lizard when he fought well he didn't have too many extended fights with sam man that was just mostly him just in a big uh sand tornado but um y'all the fucking fight with uh norman osborne at Happy's condominium. That was good. That was really good. Fucking stomping him through the floorboards. And then it really showed the fucking brutally physical strength of both of them. Right. When they're punching each other through the floors. Yeah. And, like, you're reminded, <laughs> like, Norman Osborn's the Green Goblin. He's got super strength, too. Right. And and he was tossing Spider-Man around. Like, it wasn't, you know, it, he, he wasn't having an issue doing it. The... the the moves though that they gave spider-man for this as far as like the fight scenes fucking sick dude so fucking awesome i mean like they really took like they really took their time to to think about like really cool things that you could do if you had those powers right like really cool moves that you you would you would the flip through the thing and then back down you know it, it was and i'm sure nobody understands anything that i'm talking about but it was if if you if you saw the movie, it, you you know what I'm talking about was fucking awesome. I'll tell you another scene that I really liked that it wasn't an anything scene. Like it wasn't just it, it was just I like the way that it was shot. The scene when he's going through the electrical, uh, through the through the uh uh the cords. Right. Right. Oh, just it, just, it was very scenic. It was, dude, and he's right. And they do like the wide shot. And they just they catch yeah, him perfectly, like crotched in the air as he's flying through. Right. I was like, dude, that's so fucking cool. I mean, just so cool. I mean, very almost felt a little bit uh, of um, kind of an homage to uh, Enter the Spider Verse. Mm. Like, I, it, it felt very similar. Like that that aesthetically. That yes, it looked like that. It looked like that. Um, but truly the special effects 
with Doctor Strange and him when they're fighting. And when he's fighting the Mirrorverse and Spider-Man, Peter Parker is a fucking nerd since day one. Yeah. He's like, yo, this is fucking geometry. Yeah. And it fucking clicks for him. And he webs him the fuck up and in the most him in the geometric mirror. way possible. Hey, you know what's cooler than magic? Yeah, he's you know what's cooler than magic? Math. <laughs> and I and like that he just leaves him there. Doctor Strange just looks fucking bam boozled. He takes his fucking uh ring thing and fucking dips. And gives it to Ned, who now Ned knows magic and can open up portals even though it took strange like half of an entire movie to figure out how to do that i was i, I was wondering how they were going to i don't know if that's an oversight or not but it didn't it didn't it didn't fucking that's the one part where i was like i think it's the wrong way so i'm gonna let it go it was whatever uh it was it was uh it was weak it was like uh it was a mcguffin right it was just like i mean like to, i mean like he had the the willpower and intention, so I'll let it slide. I, okay, I guess Strange didn't have the willpower and intention either. But I mean, I'll let it slide too. I'll let it slide because I well, Doctor Strange I, at the time he didn't know what he want. He didn't know what he wanted really in his heart. Oh, okay. But that's okay. That's that, a whole other story. That's a whole other story. All right. So the beginning of the movie, Peter Peter Parker has this. It picks up right. Where it left off from the last movie where right. he dropped MJ on the ground and J. Jonah Jameson is on the uh, electronic billboard. Uh, and he had a much bigger role than I thought he was going to have in this movie as well. Yeah. Oh, okay, before I forget, here's one uh, one thing I don't like uh, that didn't translate well for me. What? In the comics, J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson... Uh, I'm a fucking mushmouth tonight. Is a is a blowhard, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's a, he's more than that. He's also a character with a lot of heart. They show you that uh, when the Green Goblin fucking grabs him by the throat and tells him, "Tell me where you get your pictures from." And he goes, "The guy mails him in, right?" Well, like, no, like I'm not, I'm not even talking about from the movie. I'm talking about like, no, I know, from I know the comics, yeah. like. He he truly he doesn't have a personal vendetta. He truly believes Spider Man is a menace, and they had a, a more intricate relationship because Peter Parker was working for him, right? And then like they, there's so much that goes on. You know, his son is an astronaut, right? And there's the dude uh, Smith with the Spider Slayers. This J Jonah Jameson, like he serves a purpose in the plot of the movie and it's a it's a funny uh um it's a funny take on uh alex jones he's even got the <laughs> the daily bugle tablets or whatever yeah <laughs> it's, but he's a very 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 one-dimensional character yeah, they they look. I get it. They weren't going to purpose. Yeah, they weren't going to. They're not. They're not building up that storyline. He's just. You're right. He's just a character to serve a purpose. Like that character could have been April O'Neil. Like it. It, it could have been anybody. They they give you the context clue. They don't even take the time on him. Mm -hmm. Like they just show originally, he's in like his fucking. He's basically got like a a basement, like a setup here. Like we got, like we just did ourselves, and then he's gone from that to a fucking high tech setup, right? So, 
it shows you without telling you like what his motivations are. Like he's getting fucking paid off this. Right. Right. So that's uh is I'm not saying I had an issue with the movie for that because it didn't take away like it, it that was a part of the movie. Uh and the that like that that was a well placed cog in the machine mm-hmm. of the movie. But uh I just feel like a, a character like him deserves more overall. Uh the The relationship between the Peters, how did you feel about that? Like when the three of them were acting on screen? It's like a weird sentence. The relationships with the Peters? Yeah, because, you know, Peter, like my Peter, like uh-huh. my cock. It was funny when it was the way like that, that, that's why it was funny. I was laughing when Sandman was like, wait, my Peter, what about your Peter? Oh, this is very confusing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm confused too, Sandman. Wait, wait, wait. I want to, we're all over the place. I want to uh, take a step by step from the beginning. All right. So he's got this colossal problem. Okay. And immediately, because you know, this is what Spider Man's always been about, about Peter Parker, normal everyday guy against the odds, putting on a mask and being heroic, right? Mm hmm. So right away, it's not, it's not, um, it would like, we don't go straight to a Spider-Man storyline. It's, it's Peter Parker and how this is affecting his personal life. Right. He's got to move. <laughs> He's got to lawyer up because there's charges being brought against him. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You forgot. And, um, since now that he's been connected to the actions of Spider-Man, He's getting ready to go to college. He's a fucking nerd. He wants to get into right, right. No, know, they did a great whole, job telling whole, that story. And so this is not affecting Spider Man. This is affecting Peter Parker. That's correct. And so, yeah. So fucking, I didn't know it was gonna really gonna happen. But Charlie Cox, um, cameo, is his attorney. <laughs> is 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 and his they clearly attorney. demonstrated he's. Already Daredevil, yeah, because he's <laughs> in, and it was one of those things that you fucking forgot about it, dude. It, it was, was a blip a, in the movie. It was such a great line, though, too. It was such a great line. Oh my god, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they're saying at the table, and he's, and someone throws a brick through the window, and Charlie Cox, and you know, uh, Peter has a spider sense, so he goes to catch it. But Charlie Cox already <laughs> caught it. And Tom Holland goes, and then how'd you do that? I'm a great lawyer. <laughs> I'm a great lawyer, Peter. <laughs> so great. So good. Uh, and then, of course, we already knew that that was going to happen. We kind of had an idea because Kevin Fahey finally came out and said that he was going to be the. I think it's Feige. Fe- Feige, whatever. Wait, Kyle, just watch the interview that Fe- was Feige. on the red okay. carpet and they said his name. Feige. Kevin Feige, Feige uh, is. Uh, but you know, that, came out and said that, and then Hawkeye obviously has um, uh, the kingpin. Ki- the kingpin from oh, shit. it. We could talk about okay. So you know, but there's this all movie, of that. No Way Home, like that cameo. This is a movie that can you remember just uh, about a week ago we were talking about Eternals, right? Which had a lot going on, right? And you kind of get lost in the sauce. 
this movie had a lot going on. You didn't know a you lot know. of plates spinning on a lot of sticks. And it juggled them perfectly and was even able to fit in cool ass shit like the Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox cameo. Right. Without taking away. Nope. They did a really good fucking job on this movie. No, I, they did. They Again, I don't know if I don't know if uh, the stuff that they did on Netflix is canon or not. I don't know how they're approaching that, uh, but they did a phenomenal job. No, well, it's not it's not canon, but I specifically well, first of all, there's the multiverse. Mm, okay, and I specifically remember Kevin Feige saying about Charlie Cox, like there's some things you can't just recast. Right. Right. Um. So I I don't they think better not recast Punisher. I fucking love that dude. Yeah. His Punisher. Um that was super cool the way that they did that scene. Um again, Happy's the they go from there to Happy's, right? I mean, that's kind of like an immediate That is one thing that's like a little bit confusing, like um like what is Happy doing? What's actually like happening with Stark Industries? Right. I guess it's going to be addressed soon coming up in Armor Wars. But that is like that like that that is is kind of like an end all be all like for anything like Stark Tech, Stark right. Tech, like there's a fucking box in the corner, <laughs> Stark Tech. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a replicator. Yeah, it's the fucking <laughs> uh, the fabricator. Yeah. We can use this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it it's so uh, an, another cameo when they move into Happy's apartment is um that fucking his uh the. Jar the Jarvis I, or I don't know if that's Jarvis but that hand that's oh how, that was, yeah what, the the Tony Stark's uh robotic yeah, arm that was from always the first that one. was always knocking shit over <laughs> even he's building like the he's building the Lego Death Star just fucking <laughs> knocks it over I think it's already built <laughs> what but what's funny about that is that they brought that prop right like that they brought that over there from the house like He's packing his house and he's like, no, I got to bring that. Like, of course I got to bring that. Bro, that's like a fucking, <laughs> he says he doesn't have any money, but that's like a fucking $400 Lego set. Yeah, easily. Easily. You, you're not going to leave that. Um, it, it, uh, it, I, I get, again, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the like side stuff is just to move the story along so that you can get to essentially him, go, him getting to strange, right? And the movie really like, the, the, yeah, it like sets up the mental place he's at right. where he feels so much fucking like he's probably feeling anguish. He's feeling guilt. It's feeling he's feeling all the wrong things that he doesn't want to feel. And he and on top of that, he feels really, really bad. <laughs> right. On top and of then, all of that, he feels really, and then really he's bad. at the restaurant where MJ works and she's supposed to take down the Halloween decorations <laughs> and they have these strange light. Dr. Which lights with these fucking bizarre looking wizards on them which are that that's probably in a fucking world of fucking uh wizards and aliens it's the most unrealistic thing that anyone would own these bizarre looking halloween <laughs> i want to go get those now <laughs> um so he's uh, looking at the wizards and then he's like oh yeah, yeah. I, I know i know uh Doctor Strange <laughs> i love i love the fact that strange they do the whole thing it's strange Strange, like you didn't even, you didn't even call them, you didn't even try. <laughs> like your first thought was to come over here, 
and asked me to cast a spell to make everybody forget. Oh, yeah, that, that reminds <laughs> me. So he's taken by someone. It's not made clear. Pretty sure S.H.I.E.L.D. is disbanded. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm surprised they let him go in the first place. It was D-O. Like, it was, what was it? It was D-O. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, the acronym was D-O-D-O or something like that. Or Department of something. I can't remember it either. Um, well, yeah, I don't know who those people are. Well, and you know what? That is one thing. That see, I'm wondering about it, but it didn't take away from my watching experience, cause like they just show you that he got the lawyers, Matt Murdock, and then and they knew Fury he, was off world for a year. Yeah, I was gonna say that, but then like he gets the charges dropped. Like this this movie, like as opposed to like gaining the that wasn't a focus of the movie, so they didn't show it to you, right? But they didn't gloss over it in a way that left you confused. But they didn't bore you with the details of the paperwork. Right. Who the nuts and bolts of these people were. That's like, like as a film, cause, you know, people talk shit about MCU movies not being real films. I hate like, that. They're, of course, they're real films. This was such a great, like, I've, like they're definitely, I feel like they're going to be studying this movie in a college course. I don't know. Because they did so many things. I don't know if they're going to be setting this movie on a, on, on a college course any more than they would any of the MCU movies just because of what they've been able to do. Uh, I, I but Yeah, so the guy, sorry to cut you off, said, oh, Nick Fury's been off-world for a year. Right. That was a little confusing. Um, first of all, who is this guy and why does he know that? And, yeah. I, yeah. Second of all, isn't uh, Talos supposed to be masquerading as him so why would anyone i think they're going to answer that in secret wars so we so sh- we shall see about that i mean because they that's already filming i think right or they're in pre-production for Some, secret something wars like that something and like that. fury's coming back for that yeah they got khaleesi from game of thrones she's in it i don't know what, what she plays in it but she's in it they're getting all them game of thrones actors to be in They're the good actors. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so. After, oh, yeah, so when he goes to Stranger's house to cast the spell. So, you know, we all saw the trailers and the scenes. So we already had an idea of, like, how this is going to go down. And I'll admit, initially, okay, so you remember I told you I heard somewhere, um, Marvel's original plan was to promote this as like a Civil War-esque right. movie and show select scenes that made it look like uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange were at odds. But then whatever leaked, leaked, and they ran with it. Like, yeah, like they confirmed one by one all these motherfuckers coming back. Right. Even a lot of this, me personally, I think they ran with it too far, even though shit was getting leaked left and right. <laughs> well, that's because they kept everything as as too too tight. If it's too tight, you know, things will leak. If you throw nuggets out there for people, I don't think it'll leak as much, you know? But, yeah, um, I will say it's, it's so funny Andrew Garfield have fucking Dude. been denying this. <laughs> dude for i felt bad for the guy hats off to him <laughs> i felt bad for the guy everyone was point. making memes like when he did the uh facetime interview 
or the Zoom interview, whatever, and they're like, everyone's making memes with Kevin Feige with the gun pointed at his head <laughs> off camera. <laughs> you know, why didn't Toby get that? I wonder. Uh, maybe because he's the OG Spider Man. Uh, I mean, I I, I, I him, will say him, him and Molina. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I I will say I will say I was still a little surprised. I I knew that they. Were, I I really hoped that they would do it, and. You know, I, here's the thing. What what kind of gave it to me was, is like, okay, they're already bringing these characters. Like, the only thing that's stopping them from bringing these Spider-Men back would be the actual actors themselves. Right. Because Sony's already given permission to use, like, all of it, right? right? So, you know, at this point, the only thing that would... And I wasn't sure if Garfield was going to come back. I mean, l- listen, they'd be stupid not to come back for this, right? I mean, this is... They're now, they're Cha-ching. now, yeah. I mean, they. I'm sure they got paid for this, uh, and you know, it's closure for Garfield's Spider-Man. Yeah, which you know? I, I do want to talk about later, but not right uh, now. Listen, there. The, I know we're on a born. I know a, you got You got to get home. <laughs> on a tight frame here to your loving wife. family. Yes, <laughs> wife and daughter. That's it. Um, you got a but, family at home. Good for you. Okay, listen. I don't got nobody. Okay, you got me um and for another for another 30 minutes <laughs> um they did a they yo, yo, uh, yo, so i was gonna say even knowing what i knew mm-hmm. beforehand and okay so you remember seeing the part of the trailer where he messes up the spell yeah i was feeling kind of iffy about that like it was a stretch right but when i saw it play out and the fullness, mm-hmm. it made sense to me. Like the sequentially, when he's you know he goes there and he asks for this, and then he's like, "Oh shit, what am I asking for? Oh, what about this? What about this?" Yeah, the way it played out in the movie, it made sense to me. Not in the not the way that they cut it up. Yeah, in the trailer, I was like, "The fuck!" Right. But watching it, it made sense to me. Well, we can we can also talk about we can also talk about the repercussions for Strange. For, oh yeah, well, uh, like uh, so yeah. apparently, like Multiverse of Madness is like picking up right from this. Right, right. Then and he's he's gonna be in trouble. But yeah, like magically, the way it was explained, it made sense because he's and like the way he worded what he said, and then the resulting consequences, it meshed. Mm. It was like. You know, everyone that uh, already knows Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Right. Here's the thing. What's the thing? The way that they brought up magic and then the super villains were like, wait, there's magic? Like, everybody every, everybody was like, wait, everybody was so confused. Like, like the super villains were confused. The Spider-Mans were confused. Like, it was it was funny, man. Yo, was, when Doc Ock had the same reaction to Doctor Strange as uh, Iron Man... Tony Stark, and he was like, "What is this a kid's birthday party?" <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as he said that, like Doctor Str- Doctor Strange, I had enough of his shit immediately. He's like, it. "I fucking heard this before." <laughs> That's it. Um, I love, uh, I, I love the fact that uh, it Peter took the took control of Doc Ock's tentacles. Oh yeah, that was okay, so cool. So he leaves the Sanctum Sanctorum, 
after messing up the spell, Doctor Strange kicks him out. He didn't even ask him <laughs> after they rejected him from MIT and his friends for their association with him. Except for Flash Thompson, who's not his real friend. Which, let me just say, uh, I still don't like this Flash Thompson. I don't either. I don't either. It's just... I, it's... it's I, I, I guess they didn't want to do... They didn't want to do the typical high school bully. Yeah. And, uh, okay, cool. So but they made a new age bully? Yeah, he's still a tool. You know, I mean, he's not even really a bully. He's like a tool. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I didn't... I don't like him. I mean, he's. I like that guy as an actor, though. He is good in in some other stuff that he's been in. I just yeah, I've seen him in some other stuff. Yeah. I just I just don't like him as Flash Thompson. I don't either. Like yeah. he's he's snarky, but he doesn't really is he's mean. He doesn't really seem mean. It doesn't. It, Flash Thompson is supposed to be like the reason why. He, like Flash Thompson is Jack, not Jack, but he's like athletic. No, he's right? like a Jack, like it, football player. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it he just doesn't. And then you know, in Ultimate Spider Man, uh, the comic reboot, um, Peter Parker, uh, there's Flash Thompson, and then and he has a bit a bit of a different relationship than with Flash Thompson of the original Spider Man when they're at NYU. Mm-hmm. And so Ultimate Spider Man is also in high school, and then Flash Thompson's best friend is um Kong. You know. It- yeah, that's a that's a yeah. He's like, he's like a heavy set bald guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which which is kind of why I thought Ned had shaved his head. I didn't know they were gonna put a wig on him. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, but um, but like Kong, like that was a interesting dynamic because like Kong was like Flash's uh, best friend, mm-hmm. and so he would take part in bullying Peter. But then he wasn't really a mean guy himself, so he was also like Peter's friend. So it was like a, um, okay, yeah. But like this, the whole di- high school dynamic they have, mm-hmm. beside him, Ned, and MJ, like the rest of it falls flat. Like like Flash is a bully, but like he's in like the same fucking clubs as Peter and shit. Right. Like, like that character. Is just as much of a dweeb as Peter is. I guess the only difference is he's rich. Yeah, yeah. he has that house party, right? Yeah, he's got I guess, money. I guess it's like a rich guy, poor guy thing. I don't know. It's not. It, it, it's if you're looking for that. Uh, so and man, that motherfucker busted busted out a book quick. Yeah, and he called a flashpoint, <laughs> which was funny. Uh, it it was. I, I don't I I haven't liked that character from the beginning as far as him being Flash Thompson. Um I you know You know the Flash Thompson in the comics, like he ends up uh you know he he uh he grows up and he really goes through some character development. He becomes a soldier. Right. And then um I think he like loses his not his legs, but like he breaks his spine somehow. Mm-hmm. He actually ends up uh, becoming Venom. Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that he becomes Venom. And then, but yeah, like I don't see anything like that happening with this Flash Thompson. No. But I digress. Where were we? Right, he's leaving Sanctum Sanctorum. He's going to find. Which is always fun to say. He's, he's going to find the oh, yeah, MIT so, uh, right. admissions person. Who Flash tells him just left. So he's like, okay, I'm going to swing to the airport. I'm going to catch her. He finds her, which I guess so. 
Stuck in traffic. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that was him or like Stark Tech helping. No, out. remember Stark Tech was offline because they. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he tried, but Stark Tech was offline. Um, I guess he just found her. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I mean, you know, you, you got to suspend disbelief a little bit. We're talking I mean, about a, a, I mean, <laughs> New York traffic really is that bad, it right? Is, it is. It really is. It's, that's not a lie. Um, I've been in one spot for like 45 minutes. That's no, that's not a lie at all. And then so, moved six inches <laughs> to be in that spot for another 45 minutes. So, um, did that, how big did six inches seem uh, to you? How big do you think six inches it, is? It, it was, it was like... <laughs> that like my tire moved that much word yeah it was it was horrible um that that scene that's where that's where we get introduced to doc ock yeah so he goes he's talking to the teacher and you could tell like she already sees him as like a kid even though she knows he's spider-man i feel like she's already taking some sympathy on him like you don't really think this out did you (laughs) And then his spider sense is going off. He sees people running. Even after seeing that uh, was another let, what each other fight. Let's not jump over that because that was something that they did in this movie more than they've done in any other movie. What do you mean? His spider sense. In in this in this iteration of of Spider Man, we have not seen the spider tingle. Okay, <laughs> we we have it. We've heard about it, but you don't really see it. You don't really see what happens. And and in this movie, they show how time doesn't slow down, but it slows, you know, like everything. Oh, there was one time in the condominium when they did a good job of visually showing. Yes. Yes. And he was able to focus and, and lock on to where the danger was coming from. That's correct. It, it it they have not done that really in the uh in the previous two Spider-Man movies and in the clearly not of the Avengers movies because they weren't there wasn't time to do that. Um we've heard about it, uh, but we hadn't really experienced it as an audience yet. And I thought they did a really good job of doing that. Yeah. Uh I mean, I still think that uh the Toby Maguire one was the best because the way they did the fly with the spitball. Oh yeah, you know I <laughs> was that was awesome as shit. Uh, well, the fact that Toby Maguire uh, did like a hundred and two takes to catch everything on that lunch tray falling, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but he caught it. I fuck with Toby Maguire. Also, Bully Maguire. You know who Bully Maguire is? Who? There's a meme. No. From the well, he he's a meme. Do, do we have time to talk about memes right now? Yeah. Okay, boomer. <laughs> well, so, so, so you know how how he is in the third Spider Man. Yes, with that ridiculous acting and the and emo hair. He's got the fucking hair, emo hair. So basically, that person is Bully Maguire because he's a bully. Okay, and so there's all these uh, mashups they do where like they take the scenes from him uh-huh. and like they put him in these different situations where he's like bullying the shit out of. Other people from other movies, who like whoever, it's fucking hilarious. Okay, like I'll take your word for it. It's <laughs> I have to see it. I yeah. have to see it. Well, and I then get like, what you're and then like they'll mash that up too. Also, with like that time he was being held up by the paparazzi, like the Toby Maguire. Oh, and he was like, "Scream! You got him in front of my fucking car. You fucking crazy!" Like no. they'll mash that up. It's uh, funny. Okay, Bully I, Maguire. He's you gotta awesome. send him to me. You gotta send him to me. Um. So um. Even seen 
you know, we've seen that fucking, uh, what's it called? A goblin bomb. Yeah. Roll on the bridge a million times. We've seen the fucking uh, Doc Ock's arm come out a million times. It it was still cool to see it. <laughs> and the extended fight scene was fucking awesome. That and felt very much like the original Spider-Man fight scenes. Yeah. Like it, that, That's that, that part did. of the reason Spider-Man 2 was so good was because of Doc Ock and his tentacles. Yeah, man. And to see that now with yeah. like how far the movies have come since then. <laughs> when he sees the tent, when he sees uh, Spider-Man, iron, the Iron Spider suit come out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> looks like we got competition, boys. <laughs> so good, man. He was so good, man. Every uh, every minute of this, every minute, every second of every fight scene was awesome. Was fucking awesome. Like it was almost so good that like. There was stuff I clearly missed because I was still focusing on something that I thought was really cool, like just maybe two seconds before that, right? Um, I, it was the 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 way they do the way that they did the the tent the Doc Ock fighting him, you know, on the bridge, and them swinging around like through the bridge was so cool, man. Like it was just it was so awesome. It was so well done. The scene with the kids and the family, right? Like the, the 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 he throws the fucking car off and he jumps, gets yeah, on yeah, the yeah, car, yeah, like yeah. crawls on top of the car, right? Like as it's falling, like I was like, damn, that's so fucking cool, <laughs> so fucking cool. And it, again, man, it's so impressive what they can do with the special effects, man. So it's so impressive. Um. So they're fighting. Doc Ock's got him grabbed up because he's trying to save the admissions lady in the car. Uh, at which point he rips the chest of Spider uh, Spider Man suit out. Nanotech. And he's like in nanotech. He's like <laughs> I, I underestimated you, Parker. All right. The nanotech is messing with uh with his uh tentacles, which are AI super advanced stuff. Right. Then he's like, time to die. He goes to stab him. The nanotech shifts. Since now there's a gaping hole, you can see his suit, like a uh, suit and tie he's right. wearing underneath. The nanotech shifts from his head to protect his chest, I guess intuitively. Right. At which point, uh, I think this one things really start to get interesting. Dog Ox realize he realizes something's off he doesn't like, have control over the the like you're not Peter parker <laughs> oh you're talking about like that oh yes yeah, yeah. yeah and then that's when peter says and he said now i'm confused <laughs> yeah. then that's when and th- this was cool so once the uh stark tech integrated with the arms he got control of that's them. right and That's shut right. that shit down. <laughs> this is that old tech. I got I got something for you. Oh, yeah, nanotech? <laughs> and then he's fucking controlling them. Yo, Doc Ock is fucking aghast. He's like, stop. What are you doing? Stop. Uh, Melina killed it, though, again, man. He was so funny. And he was crazy, too. Like those- Yo, but imagine when, with the arms. You know, he's throwing cars left and right. Right. 
But when he's not in control of the arms, he's he's essentially he's a fucking prisoner. Yeah. Oh. Like he's he's trapped there. He and he's weak. And he's just like yeah, and, that's and he's his... just he's just like a regular so he's trying to like swing on Spider Man with his regular arms. He's, yeah. like, he's like, What are you doing? Spider Man's like he wraps him up with the arm like mm, stop that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um And then we see and then the goblin shows up. We you hear you you see the bomb go off. And then you hear the laughter. Oh, uh, Will- Willem Dafoe's laugh. That's and then and then even the, Doc Ox says it. Right, he says it can't be or something this like is, that. I think there's a more iconic laugh than the Joker after this. We can't underestimate Willem Dafoe's fucking character as a Green Goblin in this movie, though, man. I mean, you want to talk about like he brought it, him, <sighs> Melina. Uh, Jamie Foxx. No, him and Molina were master class. Yeah. Everybody else was just top notch. Yeah. The, but him and Molina were fucking master class. The, the going back and forth between the Green Goblin and, and Norman is very well done. And the way he does it physically in his face is and so, fucking cool, and man. And so this is the only glimpse we get of the Goblin full costume. Because at this moment, Doctor Strange brings uh, Peter and... Otto Octavius back to uh, the under whatever the fuck. Basically, a wizard's basement like yeah, MJ the, puts the, it. the wizard's dungeon. <laughs> so, Doctor Strange had captured the lizard himself. Lizard's already there right. being fucking freaky and scary. Now, he, Doc, now Doc Ock's there. You know, they're talking. Right. And he mentions that, you know, that can't be Osborne on the bridge because that motherfucker's dead. Right. You know, Doctor Strange explains to him what's going on, like, y'all from different universes. And this is another thing that out of context before the movie, because I remember that being mentioned before, well, or it might have been leaked, that, like, um, like Doctor Strange was going to kill him. Like, I, it, it didn't fully make sense. Now it makes sense. But so apparently, and eventually he uh, scoops him up. He gets uh, Electron Sandman in there and they're remembering he's like yeah i was just about to i was pummeling uh spider-man then i was here like so they've been pulled out of their multiverse out of their timelines right before they died correct so this is like a norman osborne of the past interacting with uh, Otto octavius of the future same thing with dr carter's and electro Right, right And and with Flint Marco too, because Flint Marco's like both of you are dead. I seen it on the news. But Flint Marco didn't die. Remember, he at the end he just kind of turns into you know he just kind of turns into dust and goes away. But he doesn't die. He could have died. I mean, like if he loses his complete embodiment of himself, you know, he loses his consciousness. Okay, I mean, I'll take that for a hundred. But um. That, like this movie set up a lot of premises, mm-hmm. and then to me they were fucking explained very fucking well in a way that made sense. Yeah, uh, it's like how how like at first it was like it doesn't make sense like how you know like he, the Green Goblin did die in the first movie, right? How are they both here side by side, and they're fucking pulled out of different places in the timeline, right? I like how when Electro was explaining it, and he was like he was like. I was about to turn into pure energy, and then, <laughs> oh shit! I was about to die. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It was very. I mean, Jamie Foxx had some great fucking one liners. Y'all are just gonna stand there and pretend I'm not butt ass naked. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I was. Here's the thing I want to talk about Jamie Foxx. Okay. This is something. Jamie Foxx is obviously he's a very good looking guy, super talented, comedian, singer, actor, athlete. Right? Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. This is part of the reason I didn't like the Amazing Spider-Man universe. You know when something when there's a big problem that just bugs you and you just can't immerse yourself in okay. something. They fought Max Dillon. They you know they had this idea for the character. He's the downtrodden, and now he gets the power. He's gonna get a big revenge. They put this. Great looking, super talented guy. It's not that he did like a bad job at the character, but they give him these fucking like prosthetic teeth. This stupid these hair. Fuck ridiculous hair. Yeah. Uh, they made him, they purposely but made him. First of all, no one that's as smart to be a scientist. Who's going to have the fucking comb over like that? Uh, a lot of scientists look ridiculous. I mean, look at Einstein. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're really smart. They're just not like, I get that. Or maybe but, like it, that maybe, was like force. Like that felt like it, force. It was like too much for it, like, for something that's, you know, attempting to be like serious. Like yeah. this is too, it was too much. I, I like how this was kind of like underhandedly addressed. He's like, I like myself and, you know, even Andrew knows, he's like, oh, you got a new haircut. Like, yep. he's like, I like myself in this universe. Like, he's in a universe with, like, a clean tape, a perfect fade. Right. You know, he's like, he looks like Jamie Foxx. He doesn't look like this amazing Spider-Man Max Dillon. I, I guess he told him, he said, look, I'm not coming back like that. Yeah. yeah like, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm staying here where I look good. But him as Max Dillon like this, like, I'm pretty sure in the comments, like, Max Dillon is a... Uh, well, they, I don't think he had a background as a scientist, but he was like a criminal. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Whatever his motivations. But him as Jamie Foxx as Max Dillon in this movie was a thousand times better, and I can totally get on board yes, with it. Then that blue right. Jamie Foxx that we got in the in It wasn't about even about him being blue. No, that know. was that was something from Ultimate from the ultimate universe. Right. No, I, I I mean, I didn't have a problem with him being blue either. Okay, I had a, okay. I, I had a, I had a, um, I had an issue. I actually liked the Garfield movies to begin with. So let's just, I, I'll say that. I thought the special Yo, effects when, for um, those were really cool. When, when, uh, when Jamie Foxx was like, <laughs> when they were kind of, when the, the villains were having their little discourse and Jamie Foxx was like, he just will try to turn everybody into, in the city, the lizards for no reason. Reason, yeah. <laughs> It's the next stage in evolution. No, he goes, I can give you a makeover. <laughs> I can yeah, give you a yeah. real makeover. Dude, it, it was, it Yo, was funny, that's, man. That's something that's kind of uh, underrated. It happens sometimes in the comics is villains interacting with each other. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was, and, and especially, especially when you're talking about like the Sinister Six, right? Because when they get together, they all, so, they all hate Spider-Man so much. But they don't really like each other all that much either, right? You know, they, they're kind of forced I, to work I, together. I like how these people are kind of inadvertently together, but they didn't push a Sinister Six agenda because it wouldn't have been right. No, you're right on that. You're right on that. Like, the closest you got was them at Happy's place. 
Like, that was the closest you got to them being, like, the Sinister Six, right? Because even though it wasn't six of them, they were all together at Happy's place. And that's when they were about to all give up their powers. And that's when they were like, nah, fuck this. We're going to, you know, we're not going to do that. We're going to we're gonna just fucking go with what Norman is, or not Norman, the Green Goblin's doing, you know? So, Norman, after uh, Doctor Strange uh, whisk. Spider-Man and Doc Ock back to his uh, basement. Dungeon. Norman had flew off. He's in the alley. He's going through the shit with the voice in his head. He breaks, you know, the mask is looking at him, hanging right. from the dumpster. You're jumping because what happens after that is is that Peter goes to find uh, Electro and Sandman. Well, yeah, well, we just talked about Oh, yeah, that. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right, we did. But yeah, so he smashes the mask and he finds some uh, coincidentally matching rags that look cool but homeless at the same time. Let me tell you. That are purple and green. <laughs> I've been homeless. Where the fuck are you finding clothes like this just lying around? <laughs> nice shit, too. Doesn't happen. <laughs> nice Got shit, Got a fucking dude. full fit. <laughs> That's it. So, because this shit's all over, so, and Aunt May's connected uh with the feast shit so he finds her there he's talking to her at first even you as you know peter's wary because she calls him over there right. first you're wary as the viewer but then you see well he's just such a phenomenal actor especially in this role no not 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 even just in this role just across the board he's fucking great in everything dude. you could tell he's being so he's genuinely like cares about the character and like no, not even like he's he's scared. Like you can feel it. Oh, you're saying you're saying yeah, like, like Norman Osborn. Yes, yes. You know, like he's he's remembering the horrible things he does. The goblin. He's mourning and the the loss of the, the the he's he knows that he's done horrible stuff that he can't remember. Right. That's what he's telling her. He's like he's like I I I, I can't even remember. You know, he takes over. I don't even know what happens. It's got to be super confusing for him. It being in another universe. So they, they go back to the cave and that's when they all, you know, are concluding that they're going to die. Right. And Doctor Strange is going to send them back to the universe. He's going to fix the problem that Peter created. But Peter didn't create that problem. Strange created that problem. They created it together. Equal blame. I mean, Strange is the adult and the wizard. So um, <laughs> just I'm saying, and he he doesn't know it, but we know from what if, right? That you know, if someone has to die, you know, like fix timeline points, and right. he says it. He's like, there, you know, deaths are whatever the fuck. That's he says. their fate. But that was the whole premise of the what if Doctor Strange lost his heart episode. Of that's why he became, you know, he was fucking absorbing demons, uh, left and right, is because he was trying prevent one person's death uh, right what's her face and he even says it he says their their deaths no matter how horrible are like the it'll it'll it's worth it like we have to let this we have yeah, to let like this the, play in out in the calculus like, of the multiverse right 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 but for peter for something all, he doesn't know anything about but knows a lot about at the same time <laughs> kind of like us yeah, it's true but for peter uh, who's young and naive and has ideals? Yeah, decides he and can't heart. let this. 
Got heart. Got heart. That kid's got heart. Besides, he can't let this slide. That's when they have their skirmish, which ends up in the in the mirror verse with that super cool uh, geometric fight. The, you know what was really cool? What? When he, he knocks Peter uh, into the astro plane and Peter's body can still move without him. Oh, yeah. And he's trying Instinct to grab the to box. Like, yeah. That should not be possible. <laughs> this should be. And he swims back. He's like, swing. did you see that? He like, he's like, oh, and he pushes himself back into his body. That's <laughs> fucking cool as shit. He's like, you shouldn't be able to do that. But, yeah, so that's when uh, they decide to go back. Peter's going to take him back to Happy's condominium, and he's going to fix him, which... The only so they're fixed, right? But when they go back to the universe, that like this is the one thing that I'm just gonna I'm not I don't have an issue with it, but I'm just gonna I also don't have a full understanding, but I'm just gonna let it go. Is that even if like he's fixed, which uh who was it? Someone's uh someone said like a dog, which now that I'm saying it does kinda sound like that. Right. I think Dog Ox said it. Oh yeah, fixed. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever problem each of them had going on. But if they're going back to the universe at the same point in time they just came out of, I don't know. So I guess all's well that ends well, but getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so they're in Happy's condominium. You know, they're going to work on uh, Doc Ock first. Him and, him and Norman are looking at the chip, and they see what's wrong with it. It's corrupted. You know, that's mm. why... And it's Flint Marco. It's all these all these people together in one space that one on one individually, this might have worked. But you got Flint Marco who's very uneasy about this whole thing. He's like, I don't care. Right. I'm just ready to go home. I don't trust anybody. Then you got Electro who's doesn't want to give up his power. Feeling good about this new universe, yeah. this new look, this new energy. And he's not fully on board with depowering. And then there's the lizard. Who's just in the. Who's there just because he knows. Oh, yeah. So when uh, Spider-Man leaves Doctor Strange in the Mirrorverse and there's a this box, which is an ancient artifact that contains the spell. And he was basically one step away from completing it. Sending him back to the universe. Basically, the box is a kill switch. You hit the button, everybody goes home. And everybody dies. So that's pretty much the uh, like uh, why the lizard came. Right. Because he realizes. He's going to die if he doesn't. Because that's, that's the lizard. that He might be fucking uh, crazy, but he's still uh, pretty fucking smart. Right. But he has, he has no personality of Kirk Connors. But he's, he's still fucking smart, so... He real like so, but he stays in the truck. And um, yeah, so this shit is like a fucking powder keg waiting to go off. You got Norman Osborn with the Green Goblin personality lurking underneath. And but they do fix Doc Ock, or they fix his chip, and something that's cool to see is because these movies. And characters and plots have already played out. Well, these plots have, uh, have already played out in other movies. You've seen them through to the finish, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, it's cool to see, like, 
the same character arc get taken to completion again and in like new light. Oh, you're starting with like Doc Ock coming back to like being like regular. Yeah. yeah. We saw a glimpse of his true self at the end of Spider-Man 2 before he sacrificed himself. That's correct. And seeing that again when he's talking about how quiet his head is, he doesn't hear the voices anymore when they fix the chip so uh, so the arms aren't controlling him anymore. That was cool to see. Yeah. But then the Green Goblin resurfaces. And Peter feels it. And that's where yeah, we that see. Yeah, that was that Spider-Sense moment right. where he knew something was wrong. Right. He knew something was about to happen. Yeah. And and he kind of just walks out into the living room and he like, you said he like focuses it and then he, boom, he shoots the web. And he, Yeah, like they did something with like with the foreground and the background yeah. with him looking around. They expanded it, looked like. Which was, yeah, which was kind of cool because, you know, in, in the comics, it would be like a bunch of squiggly lines around his head. And this was really cool what they ended up uh, with visually. And he's, yeah. he's looking at them, and it's pretty accurate, his spider sense. Yeah. Because he's looking at all of them like Max Dillon. It's like, why are you looking at me like that? Right. Sandman says something to that effect, maybe. And then... As soon as Norman Osborn goes and makes a move, he fucking webs his hand. And that's when he's spouting off and everything just goes to shit because J. Jonah Jameson is on his way over there too. With the cops. Yeah. He's a dick. Then they have that fucking badass fucking... So pretty much everyone fucking dips. and Except for Spider-Man and the Goblin who well, have... Yeah, so Sp- Spider-Man and Goblin, they're fucking fighting with these... Uh, both of them... Have their own set of uh, sick ass moves. I heard Willem Dafoe did all his own stunts. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, dude's in great shape. I heard like that was a condition of his return that he had to do all his own stunts. No, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it, it 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 and it paid off because it looked real. You know, you're you're sitting there watching these two guys, knowing that neither Fucking one of them punch can do each that. other through the floors yeah, until was, they get all the way to the ground level. That was so cool. Aunt May dies. He kills her with his glider. Super fucking random. Yeah. And then she she's tells him yeah. as he's about to die. As she's about to die. Because he's going through this anguish. It was kind of weird the way he was holding his face. And because, like, she's also young. Right. So I kept having to, like, remind myself that, like, because, you know, that happens in a lot of movies. Like, <laughs> one of the lovers die. But this is like his aunt. Yeah. And she doesn't look like his aunt. Then he's like holding her face. It was kind of weird. Yeah. And then she tells him, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, Which at some point you kind of saw it coming. I didn't see her death coming, so well, I was Well, no, surprised. not that, but that, that she was about to say that. Once she said it, I knew she was going to die. The second she yeah. said that, I knew she was going to die. No, but I kind of saw it leading up to that moment. I'm like, yo, she's... uh. She's about to say, like, the way things started started to get worded. And it was it was kind of bizarre. And then and then that was when I remembered that I, you know, like Ben has not his uncle Ben's never been acknowledged in this movie, so I guess he doesn't have one. Nope. And um so I guess she's just like young and single. She's not a widow. 
it was it was weird to watch her die because I didn't expect it to happen. Um, the scene where where the SWAT team's coming in and then Happy pulls up, right? I was like, well, the SWAT team would have lit that car on fire. Like, <laughs> they would have shot the shit out of that yeah, car. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, every... Almost everything with May and Happy were off about this movie. Yeah, I, I, I again, I, I, I felt, it felt flat. I think you, you hit the nail on the head with that. But, um, that scene where he has to leave her and he's like saying sorry, right, like right at the very end, and then they shoot him. Um, I was like, I was, I was, I, that got me a little bit. That got me a little bit because yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I knew like. Like him having to leave her there was, and then had to been hard. Yeah, and then you know, then they have, then they cut to uh, MJ and Ned at the house, right, right, and or like freaking out because they because they took the box with them, right, separate, and essentially like they told the bad guys, like if we don't hear from Peter, we're gonna hit the kill switch, right, and. So they were, that's when Ned has the Doctor Strange's rings. That Peter took from him uh, in the mirror dimension so he couldn't get out right, right away and chase him. And so somehow Ned creates, they want to find Peter. He's like, we need to find Peter. And so they, Ned so, wills a, a portal. Yeah, so he's, at this point there's so much going on that I had, yeah. I had like completely forgotten about uh, the other Spider-Man. And that's and then he, he opens the portal, and then like right away, I kind of noticed it, but then clicked that like the suit was different. Yeah, and then the thing that uh, when I realized, well, he didn't know who they were. No, <laughs> it's because the eyes on the suit are bigger. Oh, and I was like, okay. Well, I noticed it when he like turns around, and he points at like he points at that, like he points at himself. Like they're like, come on, come on, Peter, oh yeah, come Peter, on. Peter, and he's like, me, like. Like, how, like, he's almost like, how do these people know me, right? You know? And that's when I knew it was going to be one of them. And then by the height, I realized it was Adam Garfield. Yeah. You know? um, and well, uh, no, I recognize it because the suit. Yeah. I, the, this, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't pick that up on the suit. I mean, I just, I knew at that point it was going to be one of them. Um, and it was awesome to see him back as Spider-Man. Uh, I, again, I thought he got beat up for those movies. I thought they were really good. Uh, I thought he was really right. good. Um, they were pretty good. They they did a couple of homages to that movie. The scene where he where he's on the Statue of Liberty and he shoots both webs up and he pulls them back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then shoots out. That's from yeah. the the first one. Um, so they did they did some really cool homages to that. You know, um, and and then yeah, so plot wise, so then Ned does his thing and gets Tobey Maguire right. Which was uh, it was funny because he's dressed in regular clothes, <laughs> so they're way of wary of him at first, and so they have a little, little back and forth. They both have a Peter Tingle, and realize what they are, right? At yeah. the same time, but then um, so like plot wise, because we know that there's only two other Spider-Man movies. There's three Spider-Man movies, sir. No, like two other. Yeah, there's three other. No, 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 no. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, why wouldn't Ned keep going, right? 
Oh. Like, we know it's because there's no other actors from other <laughs> Spider-Man movies to pull for. But they don't know that, right? Oh. No. It's never, it's never really specifically addressed that. We could have got a Nicolas Cage Spider-Man oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> If, if Nicolas- Ned would have kept going. If Ned would have kept going, we could have got that. We could have got that. Um, Go ahead. So then, the, now we have now we have the two of them together with Mer, uh, with MJ and Ned, and they ask they ask them, "Is there some place Peter would go?" Yeah, you know, and that scene, you know, that scene was pretty pretty awesome too. That was a pretty emotional scene when when the three when the three of them come together for the first time after uh, uh, Aunt May dies, right before the two Peters come down, you know. And when I say the three of them, I mean MJ and Ned. Every time we talk about Peters, that word is just funny to me. Peter. <laughs> and then uh, and then the two other ones come, the Peter, you know, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire come down and they talk to him. And that's that's a super cool moment, you know, in the movie. And that's kind of where they decide that they're going to create, they're going to fix them. Every single moment moving forward from the moment Andrew Garfield came through the portal, Straight nostalgia. It was fucking cool. It was straight comic every, book every porn. Every single moment, every single interaction. <laughs> straight porn. It was like straight comic book porn. It was so awesome to see all of them working together, like in a live action setting. You know, all three of them nerds, right? So when they're in the lab, right, they're all like pretty much doing nerd shit. That fucking scene with Ned and Tobey Maguire where he's like, Ned's like, so did you have a best friend? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I watched him die in my arms. After he tried to kill, kill me. <laughs> and he, he turned into a big black goop or whatever, right? He said something like that. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, that freaked Ned out. Yeah. <laughs> Ned, Ned does get freaked and then, out. And then Ned went and told uh, Tom Holland, he's like, <laughs> what did he say? He said something. Because I'll never try to turn into a bad guy and kill you or something like that. Tom Holland's right. like, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> uh so then they go they go from there. They basically figure out that three of them work together to essentially use what they've already done in the other two movies or the other previous yeah, so movies. So like their to goal is uh, to cure them. Right. So that they're Ock, not monsters anymore. Doc Ock check, you know, hopefully save them from their fate. Right. Help them. So Doc Ock check and then like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then Andrew Garfield is like, uh well I got the lizard cause I already cared him once so that'll be it. easy yeah and then I kind of looked at him he's like well, what <laughs> <Am> I did <laughs> very cocky very cocky um it, it, like like this was something else though like I liked it but again it is super casual like yeah let's just head, uh head over to the high school high science school. lab <laughs> we're just gonna whip up some high tech gizmos <laughs> well you know that's that's the school that they're at. You know, uh, it, and the stuff that they put together is like, <laughs> like how the hell are you create? Like one of them is like a photon beam accelerator thing that they just created in a high school science. And the it's, it's like within an hour they were able to do that. I was like, well, the that third Spider Man movie would have been a lot quicker had they done this. Um, it was 
it was uh but, but, like but it, that scene wasn't so much about like the shit that they were building it was more like about the interactions between the three of them in that scene you know peter yeah you know <laughs> all three of them turn around it was a right? super awesome uh peter parker to the max scene it was super in character all the way around um and then basically from that then so this for, like after that so after they get uh their shit ready they're gonna go have their final battle on the statue of liberty which is being remodeled to be holding a big ass captain america shield yeah which i thought was kind of corny no i liked it oh. well i mean okay they were rebuilding it they can rebuild it however they want in, in earth 616 so like in this movie it was just so fucking like when they when they were talking about doing the Sandman cure and like Tobey Maguire is like, you know, that's something I've always like I've always thought about. Like I wanted to do this. Right. Like you say you don't remember him dying. You just remember him dissipating. Yeah. But I'm pretty I'm pretty sure like he chose he, he to was, die. He, no, like not chose, but he was never able to reform. Oh, OK. I was like, it's got to be a struggle to hold your consciousness together in the body of some sand. Like you're going to lose your sense of self and become sand. Like that, like I, I remember that being a thing. Okay, I don't remember that, but okay, I'll buy it. I can buy that. I can buy that without with no problem. I mean, I'm in a, I'm watching a movie with, <laughs> that has no, no, multiple. no, no. Like I'm, I'm telling you, like I'm pretty sure that was part of it. Oh, okay. I, I honestly don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, and I, and that wasn't a Spider-Man movie. I saw a lot. Still trap. Still trap. It's not. Okay. It's silly putty. <laughs> All right, silly putty. Let's hurry up. But yeah, so fight scene, Statue of Liberty, A fucking one. Solid A plus. Solid A plus fight scene. From top to bottom, the mo- you know, the motherfuckers show up, Jamie Foxx flies in, Sandman gets there, Lizard comes out to sea, they're wreaking havoc, you know, as they're, they're a little uh, out of sync, this, uh, spider-man fighting together at first but they get it together because because spider-man yeah and this and, universe has actually fought on yeah, the like team. those who they were like you know like we're used to fighting solo <laughs> and he's like well not the brag but i'm part of the avengers oh Andrew Garfield's like, no no toby mcgrath is like oh that's great what are, what's the avengers and then and then he goes and then adam garfield goes is that a band <laughs> <laughs> so stupid is that a band no like he's like no 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 it's earth's mightiest and then as he's about to say it, he gets fucking dropped right he doesn't end up saying it i think he gets hit he doesn't Yo, say earth or like earth's there was mightiest. one thing so like when they referenced the other universe even like when they talk about all the people they fought and you know like he's like yeah i, I fought an alien before fought, and fought an alien in space <laughs> and andrew garfield's like oh yeah like i fought um a guy in a mechanical rhinoceros suit and especially with them both being older, mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been a cool Easter egg and there's even just a cool moment to reference. reference the things that happened that didn't just happen in the movie. Right. Like happened in the future. Right. Because they're both obviously older and that's, you know, not ignored. What other what other villains would no, they have no, fought? But, no, but just like as opposed, like 
as opposed to just referencing what had happened that you've seen. Right. They would have been, you know. That's what could, I'm saying. Like, what could, other villains, what other anybody. Bag, right, right, right. They no, no, no. Been, no. That's what I, I'm, as as yeah. the audience, I'm like, you, I, I get what you're saying. Like, cool, but yeah, you're referencing, like, like stuff like, we already know. We know you're older. Like, it's it's being made, like, you're older. Like, even though this shit got uh, canned and there was never a fucking any more footage after that, after, uh, that last scene of you going at the rhinoceros with the, um, with the sewer lid right. thing, whatever that's called. It's like obviously, like you've done things after that. That's just the last piece of footage that came out of that movie. Like, is right. that really, like, w- when he said, "Oh, I found a me- mechanical rhinoceros," like, I was like, "Oh, you guys could have done a little bit better." Like, we already knew that. I, it would have been cool to have, I, I get what you're saying, like throw in another bad guy or another situation or something else other than what we already know that they've done. Yeah, you're older. You've, all, you've, right. all, you've obviously done more shit. Yeah. Address it on the nose. Um, That's like the only, I mean, it's not like, I mean, people might be expecting for those movies to be picked back up after that. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, Do but we want to address the fact that Adam, Adam Garfield told Tobey Maguire he looked like a youth pastor? Oh, that was funny as fuck. <laughs> Sorry, we digress. Because because when they found him, when that found him with the portal, he was just dressed in regular clothes. <laughs> so they were getting ready to eventually to go fight. He was like, uh, <laughs> "Did like, you bring your suit, or uh, are you gonna go uh, fight him dressed like a really cool youth pastor?" <laughs> He's like, "No, I gotta be." But that that was fucking funny. Um, that, that whole, that whole fight scene with them when they kind of sync up, you know, every single, the fact that they're all different actors, all different Spider-Man, all different stories, and they were all so fully Spider-Man and Peter Parker, especially with each other at all times was fucking really cool to watch. And what was really cool to watch is again, they did like the signature moves from their movies. Like if you saw the way that Tobey Maguire lands on like the Statue of Liberty, when the three of them sync up, he lands like he, like he, like he did in the movies with, you know, the same thing with, with Adam Garfield, you know, they did it with the, the double shot. And then of course the Gwen Stacy scene, right? Where. Yeah. When MJ gets knocked out of the Statue of Liberty. And Tom Holland's going to save her. He gets knocked out the way by the goblin glider. And then you saw her face change like, oh. Right. <laughs> when she's realizing. Because he was about to save her. And then fucking Andrew Garfield goes into action. He and But he learned. He doesn't just fucking uh, web her so that she can not hit the ground at the last second and snap her neck. Right. Which is so tragic. Let me just tell you, I got goosebumps right now. I don't know. It, it wasn't cold in that theater. It was fucking uh, hot as fuck. And I had goosebumps the whole movie. That scene, though, when so he, he catches her. He goes. He fucking does what he does. He gets through, like, the falling debris and shoots up the web. He, he holds the web and he catches her with his body, you know, holding her. Right. And he's visibly emotional, shaking. Eyes go to go to. He's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. Like, are you okay? Because you could like, see yeah. it. Yeah. And that was another hard-hitting moment. You know, from that movie and from the fucking comics, the death of Gwen Stacy is, like, one of the most all-time. Which is something that I don't know if you remember the way that they had they initially drew that comic. When they killed her in the in the movie as well, it was the same way with him 
holding her like lifeless body essentially yeah. you know like she's just dead and he's just holding her he's like her back is like the shape of like a fucking uh like a frowny face it's yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the way that they drew that in the comic is like yeah and they did th- they did that really well in that movie too yeah, by the way did. that i mean that that was like you knew she that, was dead. like that is just you know this is credit to you know stan lee and and them that made because you know the way you make a death in comics is impactful is you make it last no take backs right and that was a fucking hard choice to do and i know they got a lot of fucking hate mail a lot of backlash over it was that off of the spider-man blue run i can't remember if that was the name of the i I'm no no to... no this this was like spider-man blue came after that that okay yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right you're right but that was um because he's just, dealing with the death of that yeah. in spider-man blue yeah just to even, and it's not just it's not just a simple death. Like that's an agonizing amount of emotional trauma, and it's an emotional roller coaster. Cause you webbed her, you think she saved, but you, you stopped did. her from hitting the ground. Like it's not fair. You stopped her from hitting the ground, but she's falling so fast through the air that stopping like that snapped her neck. Anyways. They're fighting on the awful tower. Three Spider-Men, Electro, Sandman, and, and the, the lizard. lizard. And they realize they're going to do them one by one. <clears throat> uh, they get Sandman. And we're already like over an hour. And and people already watching the movie. We don't need to do everything scene by scene. Like that fucking fight scene, say one more time, is... Like every other fight scene in the movie, it was just fucking everything it that was you could want from a live action live action comic book. It's uh I'm gonna go masturbate to it later. <laughs> Definitely. It, it's it's just fucking phenomenal across the board. Uh so I, I wanna kinda do it uh piece by piece by the villains. So Sandman this is a motherfucker. He's physically unstable, not just mentally unstable, but he's mentally unstable because he's physically unstable. Mm-hmm. And they get Toby Maguire the gizmo right before he suffocates him with sand, and then poof, and the sand starts immediately uh, the, the volume dissipates, and then this is the first time in the whole movie that you see him in his human form with the striped shirt, no more sand, right. And but they got a lot going on, so they can't. They don't stay with him too long to see the That's, that was all very emotions quick. he's gonna go through. Uh, next up, they try to do. Oh, next up is Kirk Connors because he's about to fucking eat MJ and Ned. <laughs> and so, because he was the lizard the whole movie, right. aside from like a few snarky remarks back and forth, they don't. Uh, delve into him a lot no need but you fucking see it when uh he when he gasses him right he's coming back and he's saying dr connors and you see it in his face whoever that guy is i forget yeah the actor and that's when dr strange oh because nat's got the ring he's trying to get the fuck out of there (laughs) and he opens up the fucking hole and then dr strange walks through 
That motherfucker's pissed. He tells him he's been over the Grand Canyon for 12 hours. Suspended. In and then, but they're like, yo, like, look. Like, he's doing it. He's saving them. Right. And Doctor Strange sees the lizard turn back into Doc Connor. And so that's when he's like. Okay. He see, you know, he's really seeing Spider-Man for the pure-hearted hero that he is. Next up is Electro, who we're talking about him being blue earlier in another movie, mm-hmm. which is the first time they did that was in the Ultimate Universe. And really him being the kind of elemental threat that he is, he has to like run with the Avengers because this motherfucker is like pure electricity. Right. This was such a cool modern update of his OG costume. Oh, yeah. Which is super outdated. But... For the electricity to light up in the shape of that electric mask he yeah, had. Yeah, that was cool. That was so fucking cool. <laughs> it's something like if they didn't do that, we wouldn't have even known to ask for it. It was just so one of the fucking hundreds of cool things about this movie. Anyways, they're having trouble with him. Even Andrew uh, to- Andrew Garfield. I was about to say Andrew. Andrew, Andrew. I was about to say Andrew McGuire. Even Andrew McGuire is like, yo, I've never seen him this powerful. And the way they did it too, when he's moving around, and you see him go elemental, like he's moving through the lightning bolts. Yes. He's electrocuting the fuck out of uh, Andrew Garfield. That's when you see Doc Ock come and grab Andrew Garfield and grab the other Spider Man. He's like, they're mine. I'll take it from here. Yeah. And and Max Dillon's like, nah, I got it. And that's when Doc Ock grabs him. And throws a little Yeah, he fucking decharger. He on fucking him. uh <laughs> faked his ass out. Yeah. And he powers him down. And then and then you get And then so after power down, they have their moment too right. where Andrew Garfield's talking to Jamie Foxx and he's you know, he's like, Max, like, uh Hey buddy, is that you? <laughs> he's he's like, yo, like, this isn't you. And this is when he really tells him, he's like, You didn't know me before, you didn't see my life. And just just the way Jamie Foxx and the people working on this movie were able uh to call back to a totally different movie and tastefully and adequately like address the things that were wrong with it and also like incorporate that into the character Mm -hmm. in a really elegant way was just fucking cool to watch from the get-go when he had the new look yeah and he liked that and he liked feeling the way he felt and then when he's depowered and he doesn't want to go back to being that helpless, downtrodden person again. That was cool to watch. Yeah. But you see, once he's deep power, like, he had no malicious intent. Right. Right? Yeah. He was just, you know. A regular he, guy again. He was fucking scared to go back to. Uh, being what the way he was before. Right. Yeah. Um, And then, obviously, Doc Ock is good at this point. Right. Yeah, and, and and everybody says, and it's hundred percent true, how much Willem Dafoe made this movie, being the scary fucking sinister motherfucker that he is. 
But every single scene with Alfred Molina, even when even uh, with the uh, arms in control and without, was fucking awesome. To really watch. good, man. I really good because he's a good dude and yeah. he's feeling remorse. Oh, that was it. That's what I was trying to remember. After he depowers Electro by he rips the arc reactor mm-hmm. off him. Yeah. And he's holding it and he's seeing the power of the sun in the palm of my hands. Right. That was what his uh whole miniature son was about. It was about helping people, about powering a whole right. city. And he's looking at the realization of his vision, the power of the sun in the palm of your hand. And that was like a fucking beautiful moment. Yeah, and Toby's there with him for that moment. And yeah. Toby remembers him for who he is because he remembers seeing him uh, sacrifice himself to shut that shit down. At the end. Yeah. And that was just a beautiful moment all the way around. That's when you hit that motherfucking laugh. <laughs> That fucking guy is so good, man. That fight scene on the shield with him. Well, before that, the fucking, the Green Goblin from the comics in the movie is such a fucking dangerous motherfucker. He snatches the the box from Strange, who's got the kill switch. He's like, yo, I'm going to shut this shit down. This motherfucker's out of control. (laughs) The Green Goblin grabs the box. And then he's out maneuvering the Spider-Man and Strange. Then, you know, they get the box back. Hold on. Can you pause it? Yeah. So they get the box back from him. And it seems like, okay, like he got out maneuvered. They got the box back. But then Strange looks down. is a motherfucking pumpkin bomb in that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Blows the whole thing to shit. That's when... The motherfucking sky starts falling, literally. Yeah. The fucking universe is breaking down. The whole fucking Statue of Liberty blows up. The shield drops to the floor. They got to fucking grab up the civilians, MJ, Ned, and them. And uh, except for they, they leave, I guess they leave Sam, they leave Sandman up there in the head. He, <laughs> <laughs> he just stays there to the end. Um, but yeah, they had a fight scene on top of the, on top of the underside of the shield that had fallen. And you know the Green Goblin, the the Green Goblin is uh he going at him, uh physically and verbally right. And then that's when Tom Holland's like he's like yo I just want to kill you myself. Yeah. And he yo like that fight scene, uh, every single fight scene was so fucking good. This one was good too. Like he fucking webbed his foot to the ground. And then he fucking wails on him, like, bomb, bomb. Like, what's that? Uh, Like, yo, he's just fucking, because his foot's wet to the ground. He's just fucking wailing on him. Oh, he's, he's beating his ass. Yeah. Pummeling him. And, yo, it, it, every single time he punches this motherfucker, Willem Dafoe is just, yeah. like, <laughs> truly fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, he probably doesn't even feel pain. No. Like, that motherfucker was hitting the shit out of him. And couldn't, and he's just fucking grinning like a maniac. The more he got hit, the more he liked it. Then uh, Tom Holland goes to pick up the Goblin Glider. He's going to fucking impale him. That's when uh, Toby. Toby McGuire stops him. 
they have the little moment of reconciliation. Andrew Garfield has gone and scooped up uh, the personality goblin serum fix, throws it to him, catches it, and then he aggressively stabs him in the neck. So I guess <laughs> that he got to get that out of his system. And then that's when, yo, fucking Willem Dafoe, that's when you see him back as Norman. So fucking remorseful. You can't even be mad at him. <laughs> Why, maybe Tom Holland, uh, maybe Peter, Tom Holland's Peter Parker could, but I can't be. So fucking remorseful. So fucking sad. And, um, oh, but not before he did stab Tobey Maguire in the back. Yeah. But Toby's like, it's okay. I've been stabbed before. before. <laughs> well, then he's like, so Toby's there, you know, they have their moment. Yeah, I know you got to go home. got to go home. Mo- we're all at the end of it. Wrap it up. <laughs> that's when Toby's like, he's like, am I dying or is that happening? And that's when uh, you realize, oh, yeah, the sky is still fucking falling. And Strange, so Tom Holland goes up to the top where Strange is at. And Strange is like, He's like, yeah, they're all coming through now. That's when you got your little peek at, and you see all these fucking glimmering figures. Yeah. He's like, they're all coming through. I can't stop them. And you see fucking hundreds upon hundreds of figures. The one you can see clearly is someone who's probably craving the hunter. Yeah. Which I know you were excited about. I was. And then the movie ends right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so basically, the... Just, I mean, if if you gotta go, I'll, I'll just talk by myself. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like two thirty in the morning. Uh, Hiram had to leave. Uh, cause uh, I, not, I'm not gonna say he's whipped. He got a daughter. His wife wants him home. He had to go. It is what it is. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this out by myself. Solo dolo. Uh, where was I? Yeah, so basically, uh, Peter Parker's like, uh, you know, he's like, okay. Because Doctor Strange is like, yeah, like, we can't fix uh, the spell. The spell's already fucked. So Peter Parker's like, all right, we'll do a new spell. Instead of making people forget um, Spider-Man, we'll just make them forget Peter Parker. Like, essentially, like, he'll be erased from uh, existence. And Doctor Strange acknowledges, like, uh, you know, you're going to lose all the people you care about. They're not even going to know you existed. So, obviously, you know, it's a very selfless thing to do. And it's like, you know, here's a little moment with uh, MJ to make out a little bit. Uh, Everybody gets sent back to the universe. The sky stops falling, literally. And then uh, you see the aftermath, uh, J. Jameson back on the electronic billboard talking shit about spider-man but this time he's like oh yeah if uh if he wasn't such a coward he would unmask himself and tell us who it is uh peter parker goes by the coffee shop where mj works at uh ned walks in both of them they have not you know they don't acknowledge him really they don't know who he is her and ned are talking about they got into mit uh which was you know, in the beginning of the movie, they had got blocked from getting in the MIT due to their association with Peter Parker. And it's kind of sad and remorseful. 
Peter, uh, you know, his aunt's dad, he visits the graveyard. Happy's there. Happy doesn't know who he is. He's like, oh, how'd you know her? So it's kind of sad. You know, it's interesting how, you know, how this movie's ending off, you know, especially compared to the last one, you know, right off a big fucking Spider-Man adventure. And then, um, you know, like pretty much ending on a bang. And then this one's ending on, you know, a bit of a softer note. So, yeah, the movie I give it, uh, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. I'll probably be talking about this, uh, you know, just here and there for a while because it's so fucking phenomenal. I should have fucking ate some shrooms and go watch it, but uh wasn't able to. Because uh, we meant to see it earlier in the day, but I wasn't able to because I didn't wake up until like 5 p.m. Because I got off of work this morning and I had a motherfucking nail in my tire or a screw, actually. So I had to deal with that. If I can get home until like 9.30 a.m. Because uh, I had to fucking fix the fly and a whole bunch of bullshit. Woke up at 5. And then we fucking saw the movie. And like The movie was sold out on a whole bunch of different theaters. Found a fucking random ass theater in Hialeah. And I uh, saw it there. And I lost my train of thought. It is weird being here by myself. Talking into the mic. But I do want to say that uh, the end credit scene with um, right after the movie. Oh, yeah, before I talk about the end credit scene, uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home, I give it mm, I give it a 10 out of 10. I didn't find anything wrong with it. It was a fucking phenomenal movie. And the fact that they were able to have so many things going on at once and never felt like, you know, there were things that they gave greater importance to than others. Like there was a lot more time spent with uh, Willem Dafoe's, Norman Osborn and Alfred Molina's uh Otto Octavius, Dan, you know, like Kirk Connors and the Lizard. And the things the things they chose not to show were just as important as what they did show in the way that in the pacing of the movie, it was just a fucking brilliant effort. It was a huge undertaking and a huge fucking success. Spider-Man No Way Home. 10 out of 10. I would say the best MCU movie yet. I would say it's like, I would say it's the pinnacle of comic book movies. That's what I would say. And I'm saying it. So yeah, the end credit scene, which at this point in time, I had to piss like a motherfucker. Because once again, I drank a large beverage. And I did not learn my lesson from Eternals. So the end credit scene, uh, if you guys remember, we talked about this. And I had an issue with it at the time. But now, with uh, my greater knowledge and understanding of the going-ons, I don't have a problem with it. 
at the end of uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, end credit scene, this motherfucker was whisked away from his hotel room into the MCU. <laughs> and in the end credit scene, he was whisked back out of the MCU. So apparently, this motherfucker was brought over the same reason uh, all the other motherfuckers were brought over, right? The difference is he was in Mexico. I guess they were all in New York where Peter is. That's why they all, you know, that's why he encountered all of them in New York. Because where they were pulled from, their multiverse and their timeline was in New York. Venom, let there be carnage. This motherfucker's in Mexico. So he appeared in Mexico in the MCU, which is why he did not end up interacting with uh, anybody else. Which makes perfect sense. This movie set up so much shit. And then had it uh, fucking explained perfectly, which I fucking love when that happens because so often it doesn't happen where I'm like, what the fuck? That's totally implausible. Fuck that shit. So, um, yeah, so it's it's Tom Hardy being uh, being Tom Hardy uh, doing a little back and forth with the bartender who can't convince him of Thanos. He's like, what's, what's tell me again about this purple alien who's obsessed with the stones. He says, Cause that doesn't make sense because aliens are obsessed with brains. You know, it's a little funny back and forth. And then, you know, Venom's telling him, we're drunk. And then all of a sudden, I guess this motherfucker's been however many days elapsed. Uh, I guess like two days. When uh, with all the stuff happening in No Way Home, I guess this motherfucker's just been drinking in Mexico for those two days. So all of a sudden, the same way they're them at the Statue of Liberty are getting sent back uh, <laughs> to the universe, he's also getting sent back. But at the same time, he's like starting to uh, turn into Venom. And then a little fucking piece of him gets left in the MCU. Which uh, very fucking interesting. And I already seen, uh, like on Twitter and other places, that people were saying, and Hiram was saying in the car too, even though he's not here anymore because he had to go back to his loving uh, family instead of being here with me. He was saying in the car too. He like, you know, he he was he wasn't really feeling it, and uh, I mean, so we already seen how just a little bit of symbiote, what that did to. Uh, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, God damn it. I can't remember it. Uh, when turning him into Carnage. So I guess for me, I'm just kind of, is this going to be Venom? Or is this going to be another one of Venom's offspring, which there are several in the comics? And then, yeah, I mean, you know, the possibilities are limitless. And so I'm still kind of curious as to, so they've purposely left that little, uh, that little speck of uh, Venom goo in the MCU. And, but the symbiote 
already clearly recognized uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man. So I'm still curious as to what's going to happen with uh, the Venomverse in regards to Spider-Man. Also, in regards to the Venomverse, I'm so excited for Morbius. I was always a fan of him in the comics, The Living Vampire. But the movie looks fucking sick. It looks fucking uh, horrific and awesome. So, yeah, the Venomverse. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to... I'm about to get the fuck out of here. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, I don't know how motherfuckers do shows just by themselves. I can't. That That's why I got to have Hiram as my co-pilot because I need... I need I need someone to feed off of. I can't. This probably sounds terrible, but um, the last end credit the last end credit scene, which uh I almost fucking pissed myself waiting for, bro. When that end credit scene ended, me and Hiram literally uh, uh ran to the bathroom, like in a mad dash. Anyways, it was basically like a trailer, almost. I don't know. Uh. I don't know if like it was a trailer or if it was just kind of edited like that for a multiverse of madness. Where I guess it definitely seems like uh, Doctor Strange is gonna be paying for his mistakes here in No Way Home, tampering with the universe. Uh, you see, mother, he go he uh, he's talking to Wanda. Oh man, it's just so fucking cool, man. And. She thinks she's out. Uh, she's like, oh yeah, I know you're gonna come eventually. He's like, nah, nah, I'm not here about Westview. So they're cool. You see, bro, like I can't wait to uh, to go later and watch it and uh on you. I'm sure it's on YouTube by now. Fucking dissect it. Um, cause I already knew Miss America Chavez was gonna be in there, and then yo, the fucking coolest thing and. Which a few months ago I never would have seen coming, but to see uh uh I forget his exact moniker, strength uh, basically strange yeah I think it's strange supreme from what if in live action, holy fucking shit! See before the culmination of the first season of what if. I never would have thought, you know, I'd be seeing any repercussions or, you know, in the live action MCU. But obviously, you know, they had their team up and the whole thing with the uh, omniscient, omnipotent Ultron. And the multiverse was like directly addressed there with the Uatu, the Watcher, and Strange Supremes left to safeguard the little. Uh, motherfucker in the bubble or whatever and now this motherfucker is in the this multiverse of madness shit i'm so fucking so fucking excited for this and man i don't want to do this anymore without Hiram. i'm gonna i'm gonna call it time of death Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram.